0: Welcome back to There Will Be Movies. This is our podcast where we discuss 25 of our favourite movies from any given decade. This is our fourth volume where we are discussing movies from the 1980s. This is our 97th episode, so our 27th episode of this run.
1: Nope.
0: 26th we, episode of this.
1: Nope. We do 25 in a run. Fucking hell. Out the way. <laughs> uh,
0: this is our 22nd episode of this mini series. Uh, there are three left. Yes. We are still in 1988, and we are discussing Martin Breasts. Midnight Run. Matthew, yes. uh, before we discuss whether or not you like this movie, I want this to be a surprise because <laughs> you had not seen this movie. I had not. Before you watch it this week. Are you still mad that we didn't do Beverly Hills
1: Cop? Uh yes, but not by much. Like okay. I I I think Midnight Run is a better overall made movie than Beverly Hills Cop but like I'm thinking of Eddie Murphy I'm thinking of the charisma there I'm thinking about how I found trading places to be iffier than I remembered and I'm like "Mm, we could have you've been like midnight run rules but like Eddie Murphy needs to be on this and maybe it's his best thing he did in this decade and just found something else
0: I think that is the thing is that like because we had trading places on here yeah we knew we had Eddie covered and I got to sneak in midnight Mm. run but I think oh it's
1: it's it's still it's good I, I like it a lot I just I am like in our communist manifesto of trying to make sure everything major gets a representation of some kind I'm like I would take losing the quality of Midnight Run to have the better Eddie Murphy movie in my opinion and then just find something else to fill in the list yeah so yeah.
0: it would have just, it would have, this would have taken the Trading Places spot
1: yeah and I don't know I mean we struggled to get the 25th film not chronologically but like you know we had 24 locked in and we really struggled as you'll hear at the end of this episode when you hear what's coming next week (laughs) and Matt may have a lot to answer for this time next week but that is for the end that's what and, they yeah. call
0: a tease i'm just looking at like what could have gone on and like maybe i would have thought for something like something wild get some demi on here but look, that's a that's a question for another day but yeah <laughs> this is midnight run this is a movie which i fucking adore i really really love this movie yeah. um i mean but then also like you look at who the actors in this movie are and they're i feel like these are definitely actors who in the past i have stumped for a lot more than like you would have had say,
1: okay. not to
0: say that, not to say that you don't like a lot of these actors, but like, I'm definitely like, like
1: Joey Pants. Like, Joey who Pants. are we talking here? Like, Joey,
0: like, like Joey Pants as like, I think Joey Pants should have been an Oscar nominee for Bound or for the Matrix or whatever. Like, sure. is, is some of my like hot takes that I've got on this one. Also, I really love Robert De Niro. I don't know if I've mentioned my love of Charles Grodin on the podcast yet. Because I
1: have- basically only know Charles Grodin from Beethoven, and that's sad. Yes. But like he is very good and he was fucking in his 50s when this movie was made and that okay. kind of destroyed me a little bit it's, the it's passage crazy. of time haunted me for about 20 minutes and i failed to sleep quickly
0: it's crazy
1: how <laughs> young he does look in this movie he does doesn't? look young for like he's like 52 or something yeah. like that yeah and then and, i was it, like oh well, de niro must have been a little and he is a he is a bit younger but like robert de niro is like in his 80s almost now isn't he and like I guess like being more famous and more of a leading man maybe he's looked after himself and had work done to maintain his youth but like I looked at like Charles Grodin and like the last (laughs) years of his life and I'm like that is an old man yeah (laughs) Robert De Niro still kind of looks like Robert De Niro to me just less dark hair so that part's sad but no Charles Grodin having now seen this I'm like right got it <laughs> very good. Yeah, very, I would I would good. recommend watching
0: the Heartbreak Kid. Heartbreak Kid rules. Uh, the LA May movie from the nineteen seventies. Like if we did a nineteen oh, seventies positive... yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it, I would not. I would not have Heartbreak Kid on it, but Heartbreak Kid really rules. It's mm. basically just like Charles Grodin marries a woman and then basically they go on their honeymoon, but he keeps on like <laughs> falling in love with other women. Yeah, it's the Ben <laughs> like... Stiller movie, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume
1: it's much better. Um... Yes, it always
0: it, it rules. It really, really. <laughs> but yeah, Charles Grodin's great. I love. I think the thing that makes this movie work is that like you have ostensibly cast two straight men against each other in a lot of ways <laughs> but both yeah. of them have like a really good dry comedy that kind of like brings the comedy out of the other one.
1: Well yeah, it's 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 it isn't that traditional like the wacky one and the straight man. It it's it's the like I don't know, they're like animatedly pissed off one and the quiet annoying one. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's so funny that like this character of the duke like i feel if most other people have played it the guy would be way more like over the top kind of irritating like an almost donkey and shrek kind of irritating i don't know why that's what my mind went <laughs> guess, eddie, eddie, we're eddie talking murphy. eddie murphy and he is just like so sedate and and he really picks his moments and he saves it all and it starts to build as it goes and it's such an yeah, it's a really understated performance, and it's, like, I want to say it's, like, really mature by him to, like, play it this way. I mean, that's a 50-year-old man, and I'm calling him mature, and I'm a tiny baby boy, and that's patronising. But, like, yeah, he just starts off as just this guy that's just like, okay. And then, like, by the end of it, he's fucking stealing planes, and, <laughs> like... The scene where those two pretend to be inspecting $20 bills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. Incredible. Yeah. I
0: mean, apparently, that was all improvised. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I um...
1: believe it. When well, he's just like, do you know <laughs> anyone strange around here? Are you from around here? Mm. <laughs> just leaving it there. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. It's a really nice movie. It took me a while to really get into it this is a movie
0: where I do like it's a struggle to get in at first and then I think the first Joey Pants scene I'm like cool I'm in now like Joey Pants really like sets the scene for me it
1: was a little bit longer than that for me like it was a while it was like after they'd failed the plane almost I'm like okay like yeah I get it he's trying to get this guy here the mob want him the FBI want him rival bounty hunters want him it was just somewhere in the drift of like them switching to a train and then once they'd done like the same joke six times but every time it's great of like oh they outwitted the feds again i'm like at some point i'm like wait i'm really rooting for these guys there's rules and i think if i watched the whole thing again i would like the beginning
0: bit more i mean this is I this is did. the ultimate example of like a cable movie like yeah. i don't think i don't think you've got <laughs> as much play in the uk because obviously we've talked a lot about those movies that were always playing on tv yeah, when yeah, we yeah. were kids and like your Robocops, your indiana Joneses, mm-hmm. your Jurassic Park. Has, Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah, like like we know these movies from our childhood. This was definitely one that got played in America because there's a lot of American critics who I'm aware of who are like, yeah, this is a like indelible part of my. Yeah, like, I grew like, up
1: watching Midnight Run and it's on It's on Jerome's 100 favourite movies of all time and, and all of that. And yeah,
0: like, I mean, Alan Seppel, the TV critic, is, like, the biggest fan that I know. That's where I first encountered this movie, mm-hmm. where, like, he would always mention it and all the rest of it, and, like, he would... I mean, the reason why the rant always sticks in my mind is because, obviously, in this movie, Charles Roden says, see you in another life, or see you in the next life. I yes. forget what the exact yeah, line yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And Seppel would always, like, end the podcast with that line that he was on Aww. and people would ask him, like, oh, was this a reference to see in the next life brother from lost and you go like no it's, Midnight <laughs> Run. it's not a lost reference i know the Good the lines are very yeah. similar and so him referencing this movie all the time meant i was like all right okay fine like i trust this guy's tv opinions let's see whether or not i mesh with his movie opinions." so i watched it kind of 10 years ago i want to say like when i was like reading his recaps and like watching an awful lot of tv and i was like boy this movie is a blast like mm-hmm. it's not at all what I expected it to be.
1: I don't know what I expected it to be. Like, I, obviously, I, I posted all the pictures for Jerome, and like, you know, some of those movies I hadn't seen, so I'm just, like, Googling, and some of them, like, I want to see this, and I'm like, how do I safely Google this movie? But like, <laughs> Parasite was a nightmare. I was like, I know we're gonna do that for the podcast, I know we really want to see it. I think I even got you to get me the pictures, because I was yeah. like, I don't feel safe Googling Parasite, <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, some of these movies, I'm, like, getting an idea of what they're about from what I'm Googling, and and I'm like, okay, like, you know, these guys are on a bus, these guys are by some pay phones. and it's like, yeah, no, that is that is about half the movie. But yeah, I don't know what I thought it would be, but it's much better than I thought it would be. Yeah. No offense, I'm sure. <laughs> Many of the films use You've put on there that I haven't seen a good as well but yeah I don't think I would like love it and I think it is really good so
0: Excellent. Yeah. Right, should we do some context around this <clears throat> movie? I mean we've done a lot of context this year. We've done the Oscars, yeah. we've done like the most acclaimed movies. We probably should have put money into the
1: Well, Die Hard made more money than
0: this. Die Hard made more money than but... this. But it made more money than the movie we're covering next week and Akira <laughs> came out in 1990
1: whatever. Like... Yeah. God, I'm really going to pay for next week, aren't I? God, it's at (laughs) 76. Um, But what's not at 76 is, so for 1988, the top grossing movies worldwide. Number one, Rayman. Obviously, it's, you know, it's Hollywood's take on a serious issue that, probably makes light of it and doesn't handle it as it should, but boy, white people feel good about it. Who friend Roger Rabbit, allegedly the best movie of Zemeckis's, allegedly the best movie of 88, allegedly your favourite movie of the 80s, and it's yep. not even on the list. Wonderful. Coming to America, and, you know, another good option, Freddie Murphy, for the same year, so we wouldn't have even had to change the list that much. Crocodile Dundee 2. Ah, oh, true masterpiece. True masterpiece. Yep. Twins, another true masterpiece. Rambo 3. I feel every time it comes up, we have to mention, so First first Blood, colon Rambo. No, it's just First Blood. First Blood, right. First Blood, part two, colon Rambo. Yes. Rambo three. Yeah. Fuck off. (laughs) Big, which Robert De Niro wanted to be in, and I can't imagine that movie with him in it. Die Hard, number eight. Last week. Number nine, Masquerade. Number ten, The Land Before Time it makes it onto the list of movies that made Child Matt cry his fucking eyes out. Anything where a parent dies in the first act, so you know, your Lion Kings, your land before times. And then Midnight Run is at eleven, so just missing out. But it is ahead of things like Cocktail, Naked Gun, Beetlejuice, Fish Called Wanda, Scrooged, Beaches, like you know, so it did it did do pretty well and those are some movies that you would think made a lot more money than I think they actually did. But like well, you
0: know, I mean, yes, yeah, so, of uh, for the lasting impact of a lot of them. Um, Naked Gun is, like, still a frequent reference movie, and Beetlejuice is, like, I feel like Beetlejuice is like a rite of passage for an awful lot of people now, when you're, like, <laughs> discovering Tim Burton. I, I yeah. don't know whether or not Tim Burton is still...
1: When you're becoming a posy little bitch and you pretend you love Beetlejuice, yeah. yeah. So. No, I'm sure some people authentically really like Beetlejuice. I haven't seen it in an extremely long time. But I know people who are like, wow, Michael Keaton really just going for it, isn't he? Like, yes, he is. I mean, but I think we need to take... So, you mentioned Big... I did. I did mention big.
0: Obviously, a movie came up
1: a lot in the last.
0: (laughs) It did. It did. But obviously, so yeah. So this is a movie that Robert De Niro was like actively pursuing.
1: Oh, he he wanted big hard. He was he was trying to get big to his worksheet by midnight. I don't know. Um, Yeah,
0: he was he was intent on doing a comedy after The Untouchables, which which makes sense because this is this is like one of my favorite stretches of de niro's career where mm. he starts to kind of like take a step back and do supporting roles villainous roles like you look at it and it's like obviously he's doing a lot of stuff but he's yeah. got like midnight run into good was King of comedy
1: not enough or is it like it's too serious
0: i mean also that was like <laughs> five years before this yeah, and yeah, like yeah. he probably was wanting to do some stuff because in between he's got like yeah brazil and the mission and all these other movies but he's obviously looking to do smaller roles or like maybe like less lead roles
1: and then I'll do one of his showy ones every like three. Yeah, three I movies. mean, like I I
0: adore him in Jackie Brown, where mm. like he's like silent. He he says like <laughs> ten words in that entire movie, but he yeah. fucking rules. Like he's Ew. just this like ex con who's been yeah. released from prison, who is just smoking weed and fucking this like girl, and then eventually just shoots her and all yeah. uh, this for Jackie. The Brown.
1: mystical Tarantino that Matt really likes. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: I rewatched Jackie Brown this year because it's the the 25th anniversary, yes. and I was just like, boy, I've given a lot of De Niro movies like four and a half, five stars. And like, oh, I don't list.
1: know if you know, he's a very good actor.
0: He is a very good actor, but I think we have to say so. He wants big, yes. And obviously, this movie is a comedy, and I feel like this is his best comedy. The issue is, is that like when he decides to again go off to comedies and does. Analyse this, meet the parents. Both of which I think just about use his, like, persona well enough. Mm-hmm. The issue is, is kind of then, the 20 years after that, where, like, he keeps on doing these these comedy movies and all of them are just, like, awful.
1: Everything and, is just lampooning his, his current, you know, like, you've got him playing a mobster and shark tail, for fuck's sake. Little a, a fuckers million, and... Yeah, a million meet the parents is... You know, I liked him in Silver Linings.
0: I mean, that's. I think I do think that David O. Russell comes in and kind of like saves him a
1: little bit, and he it's does. Fortunate like... for David O. Russell to be the person to save you. Given I know David O. Russell is, is. As a human being, but yes, you know, cute that they got him for Joker.
0: Obviously, he's fucking phenomenal in The Irishman. I think The Irishman is like a huge return to form. But obviously, it's the first time he works with Scorsese since the 90s yeah. at that point. But yeah, like
1: his but big his... fucking shoes, though, man. I've seen, I haven't seen, I seen The Irishman, but I've seen those behind the scenes pictures of him in those giant shoes. <laughs> that's very
0: funny. But yeah, his 2000s and 2010s is really disappointing if you kind yeah. of exclude the... I mean, even he's probably my favourite performance in Amsterdam this year. But Ampsam is, like, a truly god-awful movie. Yeah, like, okay.
1: Like, oh, <laughs> it's a dear. lot of people who are going down in flames with them.
0: I don't know if you saw it being passed around on Twitter, but there's a scene from the conclusion of the movie where you've got, like, Bale, Robbie, David Washington, Taylor Joy, Chris Rock... Michael Shannon, Mike Myers...
1: Oh, isn't it sort of like none of these people are on the same page about how to play this scene kind of thing? Or like they're all almost making up the dialogue or something? They're
0: all in the same room together and just none of them are giving a good performance. And and like like someone was just like, can you tell me where all of these characters are in relation to each other? Because it's all shot in like shots of, like, two or three of them together at the same time, and they're in a circle, and you're like, can you tell me the geography of this room, It's Yeah, yeah. yeah. True. Is, this, is this, like, um,
1: Death on the Nile levels of <laughs> big cast, bad movie kind of thing?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I... Yeah, genuinely, like, I was bored out of my mind. I've got yeah. it lower than Black Adam in my list of movies for this year. Um, Black Adam also not good, but, like... Did you, see, like...
1: did you see that comment, that kind of Forever did Black Adam better than Black Adam? With... with no more.
0: Terminator uh, 2 did Black Adam better than Black Adam, <laughs> because guess what? There's a kid on a skateboard who feels straight out of the fucking 90s in Black Adam. Truly the most baffling thing.
1: And you know in- how much I hate that kid in Terminator 2. So, yeah. Anyway. I want you to watch Black Adam just to kind I of I don't want me to watch Black you. Adam is the thing. I'm doing really well at avoiding The Rock, <laughs> like for the most part.
0: Back to Robert De Niro. Robert De, yes. De Niro, is obviously, he had, at some point in his career, was like, I want to do comedy. Yeah, comedy. let
1: me be a big.
0: Let me be a a bad grandpa. Sorry, not a bad grandpa. Let me be a dirty grandpa. Let me be at war with my grandchild. Let me do these truly baffling movies that you just do not understand why. Let he's me doing bang them.
1: Aubrey Plaza. Fair enough on that <laughs> one.
0: But apparently it's Aubrey Plaza who wanted to bang him. Oh at-
1: no, I, I know. I think I've seen I don't know how. I I guess it was on TV or something. I've seen like the final scene of one of those movies and it's basically Aubrey Plaza like I think it's outtakes of Aubrey Plaza, like laying on him and like trying to feel him up and stuff, and then just bursts out laughing. I don't know, but. Bad, bad, but yeah, bad, bad,
0: bad, bad. He settles on doing this movie. I I can't remember who it is that, like, gave him the script, but, like, yeah, so, like, they, they he gets cast in this movie. Yes. And he is playing the straight man.
1: Yeah, kind of. Except. Not.
0: I think this is the best use of him, because it uses the Robert De Niro persona really, really
1: well. All of the charisma is there, like, like oh, the rage is there, and then, like, the levity, when they just... It's the crux of the movie, they're bickering, and then they just stop and laugh about it, and every time it's, like, so heartwarming. <laughs> yeah, do you
0: know what the best... Like I have to assume it was improvised, but the best little moment, which just feels like so charming, is at the beginning of the movie after he's stolen Alonzo Mosley's like FBI badge. Yeah, and like he like flips the badge to him as he's driving away, and then he like walks a couple of steps, turns around, and like flips the badge out.
1: Oh, he has a lot of good scenes with him though. Like you know that you're wanted for impersonating an officer. It's like oh, how come no one's looking for you? <laughs> and then Alonzo's just like, that was good. I've gone, bye my favourite one is you know the whole maybe in another lifetime we still couldn't stand each other or whatever and then they both just burst out laughing just, well, I mean, nah like, we could have been friends I was like ah. I mean that scene is like
0: obviously really good because obviously like I think they literally put them into the into the car where they're like travelling across uh, tra- the train car when they're travelling across America like hobos yes. and and Martin <laughs> breast I mean. turns to Charles Grodin and is just like the, your aim in this scene is to just make Robert laugh just break which, him yeah, which yeah. is why it starts off with going like, oh, have you seen any chickens you want to fuck?
1: De Niro just being so game for it, and be like, yeah, yeah, I want have taken a run at them. And, like, you just can see this almost, like, cheeky, naughty boy smile creeping onto Groden's face as he's just, like, trying to break De Niro. And then De Niro is like, game for it. But, like, yeah, it's very, very endearing to see these two bond. And, like, yeah, that it all comes down to this moral code <laughs> in this, like incredibly skeezy set of circumstances.
0: So, you texted me last night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Saying that you were going to do some research into what bail bondsmen are. Yeah. Do you want to tell... So, uh, so, essentially, the plot of this movie is Jack Walsh is a bounty hunter, played by Robert De Niro, yes. who is... It feels like he's not, like, really good at his job. He keeps on, like... It, the only reason he gets, like, his, his first bang at the, the top of this movie is because he punches Marvin Dorfler in the face. Yeah, and uh, Dorfler to...
1: kind of does get one over on him more than once. <laughs>
0: that's one of my favourite bits in this movie is it's very obvious that the two of them are do tit for tat very frequently throughout yeah. this movie like throughout their careers and stuff like that so like when he is hired to go after the Duke as well buffler immediately calls up the credit card company that Jack has <laughs> gets, his Qu-
1: canceled, yeah. gets his card cancelled gets his card cancelled and
0: finds out when the last charge was. It is fucked up that you can just do that.
1: Oh yeah, uh, I'm this, uh, where did I last use my card? Thank you. <laughs> you shouldn't just tell people that. I'm I sure these just... days you have to give some sort of password. Yeah, or...
0: although, like, the amount of times that I've, like, called up a company and just had to give, like, here's my address, here's my, like, what my yeah. name is and then what the last four numbers of my credit card are. Like, that's the thing, is because they use the credit card number as, like... To identify you, yeah, yeah. That's where this is obviously, like, failed for, like, they probably have, like, <laughs> punched each other out in an alley before and then like just gone through their cards left everything on them but like remembered their credit card numbers yeah he knows
1: his number doesn't he i was like oh okay
0: (laughs) but yeah so like he he only gets the bag because he like tricks dorfler into looking behind him and then punches him in the face Mm. and then then when he goes to see joe pants joe pants gives him a huge client yes. where i mean worth
1: four hundred and fifty thousand dollars i mean that's that's the thing that's
0: confusing to me about this okay. movie is oh, yeah. is, of, is obviously no not the amount of money but the fact that like joe pants actually i guess it was like he saw how how much the bail was for this guy and so therefore wanted to get him out so because it was like a big client he would get a big payday from most likely that's
1: okay so yes we don't have bail bondsmen in the uk America listeners, they don't have bail bondsmen anywhere outside of the U. I think the Philippines have something similar, and that's it. It's a fucked up thing. It should not exist. It's banned in, like, four states, and I think there are more that are, like, looking at it hard. But, yeah, so when you are arrested at a pending trial, and they, they say, you know, your bail is however much, not everyone can afford bail, so a bail bondsman will be like, I will pay your bail if you give me a percentage of it, because when... A case concludes, I didn't know this, the bail money goes back to whoever paid it. Yes. It, it's, so that's the part. So, like, Joey Pants is saying, I will cover his, I guess, $450,000 bail. Fucking insane. I think the record is $3 million and it was for um, the real estate guy who killed his, Robert Durst. Yeah, like mm, yes. 3 million. I think it was a million and then he skipped on it and then they got him again and then it was 3 million. But anyway $450,000 for the Duke so Joey Pants has paid his bail and then he's fled so if Joey Pants can't get him to court then Joey Pants is out $450,000 and I guess the amount that he... because he's offering Jack 100000 so he must then be pocketing some amount on top of... so like the percentage that duke did pay must be like 500 grand or something which is a lot like yeah like but i mean he's he's walking around with 15 million so like the fucked up part is that like i mean it not everything jack does is legal obviously and that is a part of the movie where i'm like surely he is so arrested so soon but like in principle he is legally allowed to pursue this man handcuff him force him to come back and he is like fully deputized to do this despite not being any kind of law enforcer. And like the number of people that are just like, all right, as he's leading this man around in handcuffs, clearly against his will, and he's clearly not a cop. And they're all just like, all right. <laughs> Nobody pats any kind of eyelid. He rarely ever makes a commotion I was like, please help me, this man is taking me.
0: I mean they literally made a TV show of this. This is what dog yeah. the bounty hunter was all about. It was all yeah. about these people who are skipping their bail, but it's
1: And I've been told that I get it now, but at first I was like, What? But like bail bonding like punish it disproportionately punishes the poor.
0: Yes. It's a service that really only is used by people who cannot afford to yeah, post because bail.
1: America is built on people who can't afford things borrowing money and then getting fucked by giant corporations or in this you know, version. You know, it's a small little agency, but like, yeah, it's it's people being exploited, and and America is founded on exploiting poor people.
0: I mean, again, it's like what's what's the saying that like, if a, a ticket is basically just a is a law that only applies to poor people.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and like...
0: it's this is the same thing where like bail is something that disproportionately affects people on the lower ends of society because like, even if it is like two hundred fifty dollars for bail for someone who was like found with marijuana, that's two hundred fifty pound or two hundred fifty dollars that isn't going to go towards groceries or petrol or all of these different things i really like how americanized and british that sentence got (laughs) instead of gas
1: petrol well it's not a gas so i know it's gasoline (laughs) but like it's fucking stupid to call it gas but then again i guess we're calling it petrol as petroleum but anyway it's just it's just a horrifying thing i'm like what what do you mean that they like just basically become their, like, debt collectors. They're like, we're going to fucking break your legs if you're not in court in two weeks, kind of thing. And everyone's just cool with this. I'm like, oh, America. But yeah, that it was... Is, I, I did have also- to stop and be like, sorry, what's a bail bondsman? <laughs>
0: like, it is also funny, though, that, like, it also feels somewhat like there is no extradition within states of America.
1: Like There are, like, four where you, it's not legal, and I think in some of them it's, like, You can't use a bounty hunter, but you can do it yourself, so Joey Pants could... That's that's the extra layer that makes this fucked up for me. (laughs) Joey Pants is just some dick sitting in an office, and then he's just sending men to go... Get people for him. It is also just... funny,
0: this is literally the role that Robert Forster has in Jackie Brown as well. Like, he is a <laughs> yeah, yeah. he is a bail bondsman. So like literally yeah. ten years after this movie comes out, Robert De Niro is playing the other side of like a bail bondsman. Kind yeah. of thing. But like it is it is a job that is I I don't know how lucrative it is, but it definitely is something that like especially I do feel like it's something that a lot of
1: ex. Police fall into because it yeah. is like,
0: you. You have you have the skills at... to
1: track somebody and yeah. take them against their will and keep them and yeah, you know all the little tricks and like that fucking machine where he calls them. And then he's able to hear the next call that she makes. I'm like, what? What is this? (laughs) Like, I've seen so many movies where people are doing surveillance and like, I have never seen anything like this. And it's just sitting on his car front seat and everything, so. I don't know if it's running off the cigarette lighter or if it has a battery, but like, what the fuck?
0: I do like he was like they're not able to run a tap that quickly, and I guess it just means that like he's probably is using a, like a very basic wiretap, but like because he knows exactly where the phone needs to be, he's just pointing at it. And yeah,
1: wh- and you know you can you know you talk about maybe he's not good at his job, you know maybe the argument is he's not dirty enough for it, and like maybe some of these, ma- I mean he does some very illegal shit in this movie, but like maybe. His rivals are more willing to do. I mean, running the tap has got to be illegal if you're not a law enforcer. Yes, I would have to. <laughs> and assume the part so. that the part that fucks me up about the movie is like, surely. Even if he gets his man, and I know they resolve it by having him, like, m- cut a deal, but, like, if he had succeeded, surely, like, so many police and feds would be on his doorstop the next day because of all the shit he did along the way. Like, you did impersonate an officer and you did, like, cause this absolute mayhem with cars are just flying everywhere, like, surely this is... At this point, you've done more than Char than Duke did, like... <laughs> in terms of criminal damage and and shit like that, but a fucked up thing. Joey Pants just sitting there nickel and diming poor people, basically. Yeah. It's like how, if I say insurance is a scam, I don't truly mean that, but, like, it's predatory. And America have, like, a disproportionate number of types of insurance and credit cards are like more aggressively like a thing in america as well like oh yeah they they basically didn't have debit cards in the way we do until like i remember listening to a podcast and someone being like Oh, debit cards are such a bad idea, there shouldn't be a direct line between you and your money. I'm like, what are you talking about? We've got, like, chip and pin, and we got all this stuff, and, like, it's just... I guess over there you just could just swipe a debit card and you get the money for a while. And it took them a while to adopt chip and pin and get that security. But, like, I personally don't have a credit card, and, like, I think in America that would be really weird. I appreciate that, like, most people here do have one, but you, like, you use it for, like petrol or like you know something a, a, p- a particular thing you don't actually pay for like major stuff on it or like you know if you make a big purchase to give you some time to like save up for it but like yeah I I feel like insurance credit cards all that stuff in America is like so giant like men just like rigging their hands and like preying on the populace I think there, there are horrible. so many there
0: are so many things that I think don't realize happens in america that
1: just doesn't happen in other countries Mm -hmm. so like when i watch american sports like sometimes you get some of their adverts and like you know you take adverts for granted you're like oh we're all watching the same adverts for the same shit and i'm like oh god we are not like every second advert is for medical insurance and other types of insurance and then it's like so much bad food and then it's also like hey Do you want to be a pretend army man? You need these tactical goggles. I'm like, is this a parent? Is this a Paul Verhoeven bit? Like,
0: or even down to like the fact that you can just. Buy ad space as a political person <laughs> yeah. during a sports game. Like you can go. I know that my local sports team are playing a game at this time, and there will be seven million eyeballs on this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do a targeted ad. Yeah, those
1: parodied it. to death ads, like pay for blah 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 blah. And then you
0: go. I <laughs> think you go to the UK, and it's like right. Every party fun. will get two minutes. Yes, and it is it is put into the TV guide that this at this time there will be a political party broadcast.
1: And they warn you before it's on, and they're like. <laughs> This is a political party broadcast, these are their views, we are out, right? There you go, there's your warning, here they go, they get their two minutes, every one of them is going to get two minutes, and then we're all done. And they're like, this person fucks goats,
0: kind of thing. This Democrat has murdered 17 children and stolen their adrenochrome. <laughs> yeah. It's... Do you want them to run your country? Look at the price of gas. And you're like, the price of gas is up everywhere, this is not like...
1: <laughs> I think it would blow American minds to realise how little insurance is being marketed at us on a daily (laughs) basis. And that, like, I've never had to, like... Just the number of medical insurance things. And I know that, like, that's an obvious one, that, like, they don't have free healthcare. But, like, seeing it in action, that it means that there are just this disproportionate number of, like... Yeah, As that's for exactly. medical insurance, I'm like, oh my god, this is I have, horrible.
0: I have two insurance claims against myself and my belongings at this point. is yeah. life insurance, because I own a house. Yes, and you legally support, have to... Yeah. Which is more to protect my mortgage than anything. Exactly,
1: yeah. You, a requirement of a mortgage is life insurance, yeah. and like that makes sense. Cool. I have that too.
0: And the other one is content insurance, because yes. if things break or someone comes and steals my shit, then yeah. my content is covered.
1: Same thing. That's it. Life insurance and contents insurance. And that's... Yeah. Cool. Got it. Makes sense. I do not (laughs) need 12 policies (laughs) from companies that are... Yeah. Like... We'll be here all day. It's just America, like whenever you really dig into some of this stuff, you're like, how did anyone allow this to happen?
0: Corporations and whatnot. But yeah, like, I, I mean, know. It's, it's funny that, like, this is... So once you get tick- over that hurdle
1: of, of bail bondsman... Like, I was like, sorry, what is this premise? I get that everyone's after the guy, and I could have just let it go, but I was like, no, seriously, what's a bail bondsman? And I had to just go Google a bunch of stuff. Because, like, the Wikipedia article for a bail bondsman... It's one of those where it's like, you have explained it using other words that I don't know and don't understand conceptually. This has not helped me. Goodbye. <laughs> sorry, we can talk about the movie. It's just, yeah, I did have that barrier for, like, ten minutes. i like, I do not understand who Joey Pants is, like, conceptually, and, like, what powers Jack... I guess I got Jack. I get the concept of a bounty hunter, but I was like, sorry, what? So the Duke is wanted by joey pants why and then yeah okay i love uh, that he is called the duke and he is just this boring man in a jumper like yes, yes.
0: I, I will say like john oliver did a really good video on like bell reform like seven years ago and i think he's done a follow-up fairly recently that i've not seen but like mm. bell reform is obviously a big issue Sorry, in, like, you... prison prison and industrial complex stuff yeah and of course want, yeah like, and you did
1: recommend that like, and i was i was gonna watch it and then i forgot
0: I mean, obviously, like, a lot of the stuff that is, like, just fundamentally corrupt about the way that Americans do things is... Is
1: that that where his popularity comes from, is, like, because he is an outsider, he is able to tell you, no, 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 this stuff you take for granted, but some part of you thinks is a little bit fucked up. It's more fucked up than you can imagine. I
0: also think he is, because he is the most left-leaning of all the late-night talk show people, and even though a lot of it is kind of like, here is this thing 101... Like he talks about things that no one else is really talking about yeah, in, in yeah, late yeah. night and stuff like that, where like all all, all these other guys are doing off the cuff commentary on current politics, or at least like that's what Myers and um there are doing.
1: Jimmy Fallon is like just like Gurning for celebrities, like I mean, I mean, I, I blank check that
0: discussed Black Adam on one of their most recent Patreon episodes, and they were literally like, "Did you see the interview between The Rock and Jimmy Fallon?" And it's just two guys who are so obviously like just completely lack personality, just the fakest guys, just like, talking, okay, do, to...
1: do your thing. <laughs>
0: but then they were like, <laughs> like they were like, I think Jimmy Fallon goes away from like whenever he talks about it, does his show, and just stares at a brick wall afterwards. Like he's just, I think he hates his life. Life oh like yeah, his life has I, it's Whereas just the rock, so I hollow. Is, like, I think
1: The Rock is, like, is pumped to be The Rock.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that is the difference: is that Jimmy Fallon is like, I, I don't get to be political. I do music bits and all the rest of it, and also, and I'm he's like, like bro-
1: horrified when people are political. Who was it that famously, like, you could see Jimmy Fallon's face change while they were talking? So, oh no, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. <laughs> We've lost the center. I can't remember who it was. Someone I just started remember. talking about something like abortion or gun- or something, yeah. and like it- he was just like, oh god, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's always
0: funny when the late night talk shows get political. Cause obviously like Myers and Colbert are the two that are like they are actively well, obviously you look at their backgrounds like Seth Myers used to write the weekend update on SNL yeah, which yeah, is yeah. obviously a bit of politics and and Colbert is like came from the Daily Show and whatnot but then Jimmy Kimmel obviously got radicalised after all the shit that went on with his son and all the healthcare yeah. and stuff like that and it's yeah. just like you can see it happening but yeah like John Oliver is the one who like he is an outsider he's isn't, also come isn't... from the Daily Show machine but it's because it's a weekly show yeah. that gets to spend time researching topics yeah, yeah. and so so they get to like put them in. They'll do up-to-date commentary on like what's happening in the world but they are very much more invested in like let's look at systems and yeah. overarching issues yeah. and even if you think that like they aren't far left enough, it is definitely the most left-wing. For, for television it's yeah. like as left as it
1: gets. Anyway, America is a hellscape but let's talk about some I mean, people this movie, this journeying movie, across it.
0: Yeah, this movie sure does travel across an awful lot of America. And and that's the part
1: have... that, that is enjoyable for us outside is seeing like, I think there is a romantic idea about travelling across america and like you know obviously they're doing it in a less than ideal manner but like just swapping vehicles and just like they're in new york and now they're in the midwest and now they're in texas and now they're in arizona and like you know that right, part so, is kind of oddly charming to so me. we need
0: to talk about something first of all Go which ahead. is oh well, obviously <laughs> the first joke of this movie is is really easy walsh finds the duke handcuffs him brings him to the airport and then the duke is just like i can't fly i can't
1: fly i'm like uh, Wait, what? You can't just say that. He can just make you fly. like, And then, no, he just kicks off a fucking hissy fit and they get checked off the plane. Also, I was, like, 100% convinced that wasn't a real plane because of the dining size table. The <laughs> and the, Well, the size of the aisles, too. But there's, like, a full dining table with, like, cutlery all over it. And I'm like, I have never in my life seen this on a plane. And I'm like, is this just a set? And maybe it is, but, like... Was, it
0: probably like, is a set, but also, like, I think you... Have you ever flown first class?
1: No, but like I've seen first class enough things, and I'm like, why is there just a full dining table in front of just these guys? Like,
0: Uh, because they couldn't have the seats, and they needed to make sure that they got them in the full shot. I have to assume is like the overriding reason for why that happened. But yeah, like he, they kick up the hissy fit and get kicked off, and then they go to a train, and the Duke is just so happy. I think that like one of my favorite moments early on is the Duke going, "I love trains. I love, (laughs) I love the
1: train." Yeah, and then he get he doesn't love it so much when he locks them in the bathroom. He's like, "This is my room." This is your room. Bye. <laughs> but yeah, like, so were they
0: always going to get off in Chicago is my first question, or do they get off in Chicago for like... Well, at first I chain- thought
1: he was trying to get in because he first promises, he's like, I'm going to get him to you by midnight tonight. And I was like, oh, is that the deadline? I was like, you are not going to make it on anything but a plane. But then it's like, yeah. he's got like five days, but he's like promising him in one at this point. But yeah, well, as soon as they board a train, I'm like, well, that's going to massively delay your journey, but... It massively yeah. delay your journey, but also it's a lot, lot
0: quicker than driving. And then you remember, oh wait, America has kind of completely abandoned trail transit system. I don't actually know where trains go to in America. Like, is there a train you can get from New York to LA?
1: I could not tell you, but I know that they're, like, you know, Elon is actively suppressing the development of trains and coming up with ideas, and everyone's like, that's a train! <laughs> which costs less than all of your dumbassery. You should just uh, have high-speed trains across your country. Well, now, now, now I'm looking at a train map. This looks like a mess. Wasn't there that, like, somebody proposed, like, a hyperspeed rail, and there were, like, ten lines or, or fourteen or something, and they literally went all over the country, and you could go from, like, New York to Florida in, like, three hours or something, or four or something, which is, like, a sixteen-hour drive or something mm. like that, and you could get across the country in eight, or something like that. Yeah, it's basically comparable to flying, almost. And they're just like, nah, we don't want it. It's like, why don't you want it? <laughs> Trains are good. Trains are good. Everyone loves them in Europe. Well, I not as much liked. as, um, what's his fucking name, Francis... Bourgeois or the like, fucking weirdo <laughs> with the fisheye lens who cries at trains, and I'm like, oh. is this all an extended bit? Because you I, have become very. I still very...
0: do not know. I still do not know if that is a bit or not.
1: Yeah, didn't he like meet a pop singer or something? And, oh, like...
0: he's been given a he's been given a Channel Four like t- online show to like meet celebrities and take them to see trains that he likes. Yeah.
1: But like there, there is that one where is it like Rosalina or that something?
0: Rosa, Rosa, Rosalie or Rosalia? I don't
1: know. Whoever she. But like he's like, oh, are you blah 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 on the platform? how has this situation occurred? Why is she at the same platform as this fucko? And, like, they're just standing next to each other watching a train go by, and I'm like...
0: That is indeed... Rosalie has become the latest musician to feature in a TikTok with train spotter. Barbour. So that's Bors- gotta be Frances set up, Borshaw. right?
1: Like, her team has gotta have been like, look, this guy's weird, but he has a weird amount of followers. We're gonna set something up where you're... She's I the one hoping- that there's that viral thing of, like, her... She's got that annoying song and she, like, chews bubblegum aggressively and like, yes. the same outfit in different colours and people have edited it together and I'm like... Who is this person? And I'm I'm assured she is like a big pop. I thought it was like a fucking fashion model, and like this was just her runway thing.
0: I really liked her first album. I wasn't too keen on her second album, to (laughs) be fair. I was hoping to see a class ninety-one at King's Cross. Amazingly, I ended up seeing Rosalía. Fuck off!
1: Fuck all the (laughs) way off! What is the internet?
0: (laughs) Two hundred and thirty-one likes on on t- uh, two hundred thirty-one thousand likes. I was going
1: to say like. that's very low. That has not paid off for them. Okay.
0: Two point seven million followers. God, he's a just a, an amazing human being. Go look up <laughs> Francis Bourgeois. I do not know if this is translated across to America. I think
1: no. I think they know the train guy. Like <laughs> the weird train guy who cries at trains and, and watches them go. It's like oh, that's glorious. Um, and you just are never sure if it's real or not. Like, is this like a teenage Alan Partridge? Like, is this?
0: Is this the biggest comedy genius of, like, the last Is decade? this just some...
1: You know, I don't want to... You know, it, like what you like. I will never belittle anyone for liking things, unlike the founder of the website. But there's an extremity to his uh, way of going about things. Where I'm like, is this a bit? Or are you just you're just like this okay fair enough anyway. love train
0: love train guy uh love trains uh hate america i like the thing is if i had the option because in yeah. europe you can get like into rail and you can just go go around on a train around europe and stuff like that and we were generally looking uh my yeah. partner and i going away on holiday and taking the train up to like amsterdam and
1: because yep. you can be in amsterdam in like an hour and a half two hours something like that. you mean power uh, it's like it's four, an hours. Hour. it's four oh, it's like four hours. hours okay sorry all right but you mean in Paris in like 45 minutes from London? Yeah. that's yeah exactly that's incredible like yeah
0: but it was one of those things where, like, I think at the moment it is really expensive. It was like four hundred euros for us to go to Amsterdam. It's like, mm, that's a bit much. Like, when it's sixty-five pounds for a plane, I'm like, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do the plane. I know yeah, I'm the, the flight is
1: insanely quick as well. Like, by the yeah. time they've gotten the the cart down the aisle, they're like, yeah, we're probably gonna be landing soon. Like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, we were looking at like d- just doing like a, a kind of like a partition journey that was like we will go to Paris, we'll go to like, Brussels, we'll go okay. to Amsterdam, and like looking at it's like forty-five euros for for a train up for, into another country. I'm like crazy crazy
1: absolutely insane wonderful i get that like america is like very different across itself like topographically you can go to the beach you can go to the mountains you can go to the woods you can go where it snows all the time you can go where they've never ever had snow in their entire history that's kind of cool that's convenient you can holiday across this one land however like culturally they never ever 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 leave their own they have no awareness and like we are this melting pot of And Euro- I don't know the rest of mainline Europe fucking hates us But whatever but, I mean, like, we have even, all of this here and like it's even so down easy to, to experience
0: Even down to like <laughs> so we were looking because obviously we've left the EU now. Yes <laughs> Which means that we don't qualify for roaming data charges when you're okay, in mainland, mainland yeah. Europe anymore so we Oh were looking God,
1: at- do we not? Oh no. God!
0: <laughs> The greatest thing of the last five years was being being able to go to Europe and just being able to get to use your phone. Yep, like incredible revelation. You
1: can just walk around the city with Google Maps. It tells you every fucking station to get on, get off, when the next one is incredible. We don't qualify.
0: We don't qualify for that anymore because we left the EU. So we so the they don't have to listen to EU laws, and we don't. That may be.
1: I'm not being hyperbolic. That might be the worst outcome of Brexit. The lack of freedom of movement in Europe, yes. Hugely. I think that... It, well, I'm and I'm specifically saying the data movement, but yeah, yeah that I have not attempted to go to Europe since. Well, that's that's but the like, thing is... Like, needing we... to go to... So again, like, when we go to airport security, formally, if you're going in the EU, like, what? 40 minutes, 45 minutes, like just one big queue, if you're going anywhere else in the world, it's like this three hour separate ordeal that is like intense, and now we have to do that to go to fucking France
0: Yep, yep, um, yep, but like, so we're looking up like how much, it, it costs like £2 to get the data, but like on the website yeah. there, like, we are passing the savings on cost over to our customers, because we found that only 5% <laughs> of our customers use the data roaming in the last couple of years, I'm like, there's a fucking reason for that, you know what a fucking reason is? It was a fucking <laughs> pandemic, no one was in mainland Europe.
1: Yeah, well, I was noticing the hotel industry has really had a bit of a dip lately. It's like, really? Strange.
0: But yeah, like, yeah, and you have Ugh. this thing where it's like, I also do think that, like, England is getting to, getting to a point uh, similar to America where, like, there are an awful lot of people who do not Leave the borders of I know, the UK. It's sad. It's really sad. Or if they do go away, they don't go into Europe because they hate Europe. Yeah. So, like, if they go away, they go like, we're going to America. We're going to uh, Australia. We're going to all these other places that are very far away, or we're going to somewhere that's very hot and, and all the rest of it. And which is why we're not using as much data, or they're just
1: outside yeah. of the EU data roaming bubble. But it's just. But I feel like these are the kinds of people that when they did go to Europe, they just stayed in their hotel complex the entire time. It's like I'm not saying you can get that weather in the UK but it is almost like why did you go to this place? Yeah, why did you just... go why
0: did you go to Ibiza and then sit by a pool in Ibiza like this yeah. is like the laziest version of a holiday. You've got
1: no culture whatsoever. Yeah, go to and... Berlin, go to and... go to like an actual place and see some stuff. I'm and... sure Ibiza's got some nice things. I just think It probably does, it. but like it's it's been when defined I... by yeah. yeah.
0: When I hear someone say they're going to Ibiza, I have a very particular view of <laughs> kind of holiday they're going on.
1: No carbs for four maps. Anyway, None of that is Midnight Run. None
0: of that is Midnight Run. But I, I love this train sequence. I love that, like, Dorfler manages to catch up with them, like, so quickly.
1: And <laughs> Yeah, like... the, the him cancelling the card, like you said. Very, very funny. I don't know where he was when he took that call. But, yeah, like, that he's able to board the train when they well, should have every- this head start. And, like,
0: everyone else is is so quick at moving around. But everyone else is able to get to the train. Everyone their else teleports, yeah. Yeah, well, they have access to private planes and all this other stuff, whereas these guys don't. But the movie does do these things where, like, when a journey is going all right, they'll just kind of skip it. So, like, obviously when they get booted off the train because they've lost the card, they yeah. just kind of teleport down to Texas from Chicago after they've, like, met the family and whatnot. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which and is also,
0: a I, there- long-ass journey. Yeah,
1: true, true. <laughs> It's very funny to me that Dorfler is odd offered $25,000 for the same job Jack is doing for a hundred, and he's like, this is a big score. <laughs> and then like, he's like, wait, how much are you getting? And he lets go his current client, doesn't he? He's like, yeah. it's your lucky day, fuck off. And like, surely you're costing somebody some money here, but worth it for the twenty five grand and the revenge against Jack, I guess. But yeah, and like, you know, time and time again they do this, like, right, we fucking got him. And they just get off two stops earlier. And it's like, ah! And somebody really helpfully was like, he could have got off at any stop along the way. I was like, yeah, no fucking shit. So
0: just just to say, uh, going yeah. from Chicago to Amarillo, Texas is oh, that's a like 10 hours? 60, 16 hour drive. 16
1: hours, okay, yeah. And that's like, it's not straight down, but it's, yeah. Oh, I
0: mean, cause obviously, that was me just trying to figure out what the geography of this journey is. Because obviously, New York to LA is a flight, not a bad flight. Yeah, but then yeah, they yeah. get the train from New York to Chicago, which is where.
1: I think Illinois is one of the states where you can't be a, a bounty or a, or a bondsman. So I guess Jack is technically conducting a legal business while he's in Illinois, <laughs> but never mind.
0: Yeah. And then, then they make a, a skirt down to like the very northern, northern Texas, mm-hmm. Amarillo, where they're supposed to pick up some money. And then it is just kind of like after that, it's like a straight run where Arizona, El- Vegas, LA is kind of where they're having their problems, isn't it? Yeah. In that yeah, kind of yeah, run over
1: yeah. that way. When you're uh, like, approaching the border of California. Where does his wife live? His wife's in Chicago because he's ex Chicago. He's an ex Chicago. Oh, oh, of course cop. he is. Of course he is. Of course um, he is. Ex-Chicago. Yeah, that is a. It's very convenient for Duke that Jimmy Serrano is the guy that he. So, I mean, yeah, like the Duke has extorted. Um, oh, it is the ultimate,
0: uh, like, conv- like um, what's it called? Contrivance. Yeah, contrivance that the, the, the guy who has come to pick him up has also had a run-in yeah. and was, like, the original person who failed to take down Jimmy Serrano. Yeah,
1: so, like, Duke has embezzled... It's, like, 15 million from this mobster Jimmy Serrano. So the mob want to kill Duke, and the FBI want to make a case against Serrano, and then, obviously, the bail system just want fucking Duke in a, in a courtroom, in a, in, a, in a prison cell, whatever. So you've got these three parties. And then, very conveniently, ex-cop Jack reveals about, I don't know, two-thirds of the way through the movie or halfway through the movie that, like, the reason he's not a cop anymore is some dirty cops pressured him to look the other way on Jimmy Serrano, and he wouldn't do it, so he just retired. And then, like, yeah, Jimmy Serrano is the same one, so then it, it very conveniently means that he's willing to not take the money in order to it's, make sure Serrano gets busted. Kind it of.
0: is interesting how they like slow roll this information, because yeah. obviously we know that Jimmy Serrano forced Jack out of Chicago very early on in this movie. Like, it's, it's one of the pieces of information that Joey Pants mentions. Yeah. Then when we go to Chicago is obviously when the Duke is obviously... I I don't know what his philosophy is, because obviously, like, the Duke is such a hard character, he is annoying as hell, and uh, I think George Gallo has said that, like, the relationship between Jack and the Duke is based on his parents.
1: Yeah, like, and- that he would observe the arguing, and be like, obviously you two are, like, furious with each other, but you know this is really funny, objectively, right? <laughs> like, yeah. you're both being funny here, like, you're talking like like quippy people and like yeah it's exactly like that where they're like they don't even care what they're arguing about Jack just knows he fucking like shut the fuck up like
0: (laughs) and the duke is kind of like he's being annoying but he's being annoying in a way where it's like well you can better yourself you can be like a good man you can like do some things that are gonna like calm you I think you stop smoking
1: you need to drink some (laughs) milk maybe you'll make it work with your ex-wife like oh I need some fruit oh you ever had uh, and then he's describing this like potato dish that goes with every all the and he's like listing off the meats it goes with and it. it's like he's just waiting for him to snap at him he's like yeah it goes really well with steak it goes really well I do like a potato Shops. Uh, chops uh, goes... oh is he describing doffin yeah like, it's uh, oh okay I've lost what he was actually describing uh, okay it's just but He's like, yeah hamburgers I like <laughs> shut up <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> but
0: yeah like he, he is the one who kind of like pushes Jack to go meet his wife when they end up yeah. Chicago after they get off the train with which... stuff in
1: his family is like shockingly like well, I think that's, touching that's, a nuance. I was like, that's, this is a very silly film, and you've taken the time to make. And I guess that's why it stood this test of time. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's, it's the fact that like the actual emotional core of this movie between these two guys and Jack Walsh's backstory is surprisingly well sketched in and emotional. Yeah. And that's the thing is like he goes into this house, and it's very obvious that like the wife is like the wife is such a interesting character. Yeah. Just because. So it's Wendy Phillips playing Gail, who we don't ever find out what her new surname is, but obviously, like she's done a whole lot of stuff. She's she's from Studio Sixty. Which it's very funny to me that, um, like, the most recent line on her Wikipedia is like, blank checks host Griffin Newman also does a thing called the George Lucas talk show where he dresses up as Watto and hosts a talk show with another uh, comedic actor who dresses up as George Lucas. And over the pandemic, they were watching like multiple TV shows and like inviting actors from those shows on because everyone was free. And so they invited this woman on to watch her episodes of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip on a live stream (laughs) talking to George Lucas motto and, and it's very funny to me that wendy phillips has that in her wikipedia line when she's like she was in airplane 2 and in bugsy and <laughs> in in midnight run and stuff like that and apparently it qualifies that she was on a twitch streamed binge of a tv show that she was on 10 years ago qualifies it's an interesting thread to needle on this because it's like she's obviously divorced Although, like her and Jack have gotten divorced because of like all the shit that was going on. He was accused of like having drugs on him and like kicked out of the Chicago PD.
1: Yeah, they planted heroin. Well, yeah. when he wouldn't play ball and let Serrano do his thing. And I think she does
0: doesn't believe that he did that. I don't think she believes for a second. Mm. But the issue is is like it's very obvious that there are corrupt cops and she's married like one of the corrupt cops who's taking money from from the mob and stuff like that. Yeah. And it, it does put her in a weird position where it's like yeah,
1: like yeah, You why... wonder if like Jack did not cope well with not being a cop anymore you wonder if she's like got some i don't want to say a cop fetish but you know like you know attracted to men of power and men in uniform and i mean he was an undercover cop so he didn't have a uniform but like you know maybe she likes that idea and like maybe he fell on some pretty hard times trying to find his new career. I mean she clearly doesn't approve of his bounty hunting and no. like you know, to be fair. <laughs> but there is also this element of like it's not quite like diehard, but there is sort of an element of like you kind of think she's still a little bit hot for him when she like first sees him and then when they actually start talking, she's like, oh no, fuck you, you're the worst
0: <laughs> I mean I mean the fact that like yeah they they obviously have chemistry yeah. together when he shows up. But they again it falls into the same thing where where, like it's immediately bickering and arguing between yeah. each other and it only softens the moment his daughter walks yeah. in and it's also nice because obviously so many of these movies or so many so many TV shows and movies about divorce have the person who's gone off and like when they're the when they're the, the focal character of something and we know that they've left or not spoken to their child in in god knows how long for reasons that are intensely personal or they've done something secret behind their back to like, actually help their child's life
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. you
0: have the the, the resentment in the in the child, where it's like you left me, you've yeah. never never spoken to me, and all the rest of it. But she's like,
1: this man hung the moon. I, I adore him implicitly. Yeah. He is my father. And well, it's I think really I th-
0: cute. It would it would be too much, I think, for her to come in and like not want to speak to her dad. And yeah. so it is just this sweet moment where it's just like, I'm sorry, I haven't seen you for nine years, yeah. and you can tell it's like it's eating Jack up inside yeah. that he
1: hasn't got to do this. And that he um, won't take the money when he desperately needs it is, like, so... Oh, yeah, her coming out with, like, all of her baby yeah, of, of, like, yeah, oh, God. So, and he's like, I can't take I, I simply cannot take it. And, like, yeah. I think that is the moment where Duke is like, maybe you are a really nice person. And yeah. You're just in a bad... And, like, you know, that is what bonds them ultimately, like, you know, we eventually, like... Because for a long time, Duke is just silently, like, Yep, I did all these things that you're saying I did. And it takes a really long time for them to for him to, like, make his defense of himself, of, like, I didn't know I was working for the mob, and when I found out, I was like, what can I do? I'll, I'll, I can't actually remember how it was phrased now, maybe I got distracted briefly, but, like, you know, he basically stole from him with the aim of, I, I don't know. I mean, he says he has all this evidence, so it's like, surely you would want to go to the, I, I don't know. But, like, yeah, the... That they, but the, 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 I mean, like Jack it, the has his principles, and and yeah. yeah, they're both they're both fundamentally like
0: characters who've got a strong moral center, even if they're doing things that are illegal or questionably moral. Throughout this, I mean, obviously, you have the fact that the Duke donated all of the money to charity, like that—that that is the the first thing we right. find okay. in this—is yeah. that all the money was given to charity.
1: Okay, so he's got all this Except evidence. for his money belt of three hundred grand. <laughs> yes, and presumably some more to help him get out of. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like, maybe he kept like you know. A million or something—I don't know. Just like, weird, how we like. Back to the bail bondsman bit, just yes. for a second. No, because it's super fucked up. It needs to be talked about.
0: Well, no, I'm just saying, like, like, if you have this system set up in this country where, like, well, I guess you don't need a passport to fly, but I'm just nope. like, surely there's some in, well, internally in America. But I'm just yeah. like, surely there's some kind of way where you end up on a no-fly list, like if you yeah. book
1: a ticket in your name and then- pick you up immediately, and you're like, ah, it's you. We've been looking for you. <laughs> Anyway, anyway. anyway. I've, seen, I've seen a Bourne movie. I know how this works. They but yeah, they, they travel down head. to
0: Amarillo, travel down to Amarillo, and they're supposed to... We're not really getting into, like, the...
1: Or well, like, yeah, Bay somebody in Joey Pants' office is, like, talking to the feds, and they're also... Ta-
0: they're wiretap to the feds and someone in the office is leaking the information to Jimmy Serrano's team, which is like Tony Darbo. Right, so
1: and... they're like double so both both of the pursuers yes. know exactly where he's got. Yeah,
0: okay. That's yeah. like and that's that's what's so funny about this movie, I think, is obviously you've got all of these different people who are butting heads against each other. And I think the reason why it works as well as it does is everyone who is trying to do this is incompetent. Like yeah. literally everyone is incompetent, and it, it becomes a comedy of errors where every single yeah. time they fuck up, like <laughs> Yeah. very similar ways where like someone will get something over on someone for about five minutes and then the tables will turn and someone else will have something over on them and it feels like obviously a movie that this is very similar to is playing Trends and Automobiles Yes, in terms of like buddy comedy of like travelling across like yeah. long distances of America you also feel a little bit like like Mad 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 World or even like Rat Race in just in terms of like <laughs> oh, <God. it's> a <laughs> yeah.
1: not that I'm saying they're no, all no, the same no, I, I get you though The vibe, the vibe and it's got I mean it's obviously the plot is incredibly different but all of these like elaborate like car chases and evasions of the police and stuff it's got that like dukes of hazard element and, and like danny elfman's score of like heavy amounts of banjo and like yeah. comedy like oh here they go again and i'm like you can't keep doing this joke and yet you can and yeah. it's good it's, it is really
0: really good <laughs> but yeah i mean i just like that every single time Yafakoto koto yeah, is great in this movie. I love Yeah, Yappa Had a Koso. miserable
1: time filming it, but yeah, he was very good
0: in it. I mean the fact that like what he's he's in alien, he's a Bond villain at this point, <laughs> kind of like 15 years before this movie, he was a Bond villain. Yeah. Just a great, steady hand in this kind of movie. Uh who yeah, as you said, like had a miserable time. He was like had a cold the entire time and was like no idea how this movie ended up being as funny as it was. And you watch his scenes and you're like, oh no, I can fully understand why you filming all the stuff that you've done, which is basically <laughs> just, you going to a location and not having the person that you need to have arrive would just be like having the worst time. Like, he's not even on screen for all of the recurring jokes where, like, he keeps stealing Dwarfler's cigarette. Yeah. Like, every time they run into Dwarfler, they steal Dwarfler's cigarettes.
1: And he's like, you should give up, it'll be cheaper for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, all the stuff with the sunglasses, and, and and you know, he's stolen his badge, and forgets which name is supposed to be on the badge, <laughs> it's like, that's not the name it says on there, so would you like me to call the FBI? No, no no thank you yeah all of that is really
0: I the movie the movie sets up so many like recurring jokes and elements that they can just pull out at a moment and get a laugh out of you because like it I don't even know if it's played by rules of 3 but like the the sunglasses come up so frequently like when when yeah. they steal the car in Chicago in, in, no, yeah, so then they got off the bus in Chicago and they put the sunglasses on the police car that they've stolen.
1: Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's just a little inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, we I really uh, are jumping around. I like, like I like that, they, that everybody gets caught, like, repeatedly. Like, yes. they've got them, like, three times and, like... Orfler catches them like twice and at one point the mob catch them and we get this ridiculous scene with like Duke jumps in the fucking water helicopters shooting at cars and It's so
0: funny how grounded like almost everything else in this movie is and then when they're in Texas they're just like right now we have (laughs) Now we have a sniper in a a helicopter and we're gonna have like an escape through the river and it's gonna be like
1: Jack's gonna shoot out the the, like rear propeller of of the helicopter and blow it up and yeah, it is all elaborate. And like, twice they have Duke be like, Do you promise to let me go if I save you? <laughs> like, so, so like, Jack has to jump in the river after him, and like, you know, it heavy heavy current and he's got this giant tree branch and he's like you're making it difficult for me to do the right thing he's like yeah fine i promise to let you go And was like no i don't so then when they're like when he forcibly <laughs> makes him board the train and also i really like it every time that like duke really wants some food <laughs> 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 they're like we got 50 he's like how much is coffee 53 cents how much is tea 53 cents he's like hmm and then like you know they're offering this uh, scrambled egg and chorizo which sounds really good it did sound really good and uh he's like hmm, i guess i'll just have tea <laughs> and <laughs> then he's walking around with 300 grand the whole time makes all of that a lot funnier <laughs> it,
0: it really does i mean but i also love the moment where like when jack walsh is like when we get to amarillo when we get the and we get the money that has been sent to me by by eddie like i'll buy you whatever you want he's like scrambled egg and dread yeah,
1: that's, yeah, yeah,
0: that's what I want. I wanna go so I wanna go back here and, and I wanna have
1: it's very cute when they walk out with their little brown bags of, of food each Jack ends up on the ground. He's he's drinking the milk that he advised he drink. He's like, no, I just need food. And he's like, no, you should drink some milk for your also. And then he's like drinking it and they're carrying the bags. And he just is spilling milk on himself, and the bag disintegrates. So all, the, all of Jack's food is gone. I do. And then, and then Duke see. has a little banana. I was like, that's yes. cute.
0: <laughs> I want to go back to my favorite joke though. Is after like Walsh has got a wash or Duke has got Walsh out of the out of the river. Yeah, and he has gone. Like, I'll let you go into the custody of the LA yeah. and all the rest of it and then and then in all of the way for like the next 10 minutes the Duke is like oh well, so when they, when they when the Duke steals the plane <laughs> in Texas. <laughs> like, he, he, he goes to the building and, like, gets in the plane, steals the plane, is about to take off, and Jack manages to, like, p- knock him out cold and pull him out of the plane. And then they're debating about who lied to who first.
1: <laughs> as far as he knew, you lied to me first. <laughs> it's like, that's such a weird
0: distinction. <laughs> you lied to me first because you didn't know that I'd already lied to you, so therefore you were the first person to lie. And it's to like, knowingly me.
1: lie, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like, oh, that's such a yeah. great.
1: I also love every. T- uh, we are really jumping around. I love every time he's good with money because he's an accountant, and he's like that's fifteen percent. like that's thirteen percent. This is actually people's livelihood, and he like knows exactly how much he's tipped. And and
0: I think yeah. that's the thing is I think the 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 joy of this movie is what happens and when it happens isn't really all that important. It's no. just the fact that all these people have chemistry, and every single time someone shows up in their orbit. <laughs> like the movie is like the dynamics changing, like the really pick up again. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's
0: I do think the movie is at its weakest when you don't have like if De Niro, Grodin, or Pantaleano isn't on screen. I think this movie is. is I, I I do think, like, Joe Pants is the only one who, like, when he is on screen, he is able to hold what he's yeah. doing. Yaffa Koto is good. John Ashton is good. They are better when they are on screen with De Niro yeah. and Grodin.
1: When Dorfler is, like, you know, he calls Jack a dumbass and, like, opens the door into him. <laughs> and, and he's, like, him comically not knowing anyone in the mob. And, like, he assaults these two mobsters... And then he has to meet them later. And then he meets fucking Jimmy Serrano and he's like, Who the fuck are you? I was like, Isn't <laughs> this guy like the most dangerous like Mobster? And and, yeah. and their final like you know what so like Dorfler gets Duke and then the mob take Duke from
0: Well Dorfel is an idiot and is like, yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. smart. I'm gonna take a photo <laughs> of you holding a newspaper. <laughs> he's
1: look like, oh, I amaze myself. And he's like, he's like, when he comes in and his camera, he's like, oh look at you sitting there. This is like a perfectly framed, like, oh. Then and the then... moment
0: he shows it to Tony Darvo, Tony Darvo looks at it and goes the name of the motel is on, it's yeah. on the towels
1: we'll be taking him thank you and then jack you know jack knows he's lost so he gives himself up to mosley and then he cuts that deal where like he, the bluff about the discs which is it even true that duke says that he has all these like you know he knows all this stuff about them and then jack is like oh i've got discs so i'll swap proof for the witness and obviously jimmy Serrano's is like "Oh, I'll take the discs and shoot them both anyway and he's I don't like, know what he's in the middle of a fucking airport. Like, how are you gonna know, go shooting
0: people in an airport? I mean, I know yeah. it's 1980s America, not 2000s America, <laughs> so there probably aren't security guards. There isn't.
1: You used to be able to just walk right up to a fucking terminal, like, with nothing ridiculous
0: as we learned yesterday or a couple of weeks ago with broadcast news
1: yes it is cute when jack gets this like rush from being a cop again he's talking sharp with alonzo about all the charges they could get him on and he's getting wired up and you know he's going in and you know it seems like this is genuinely spiritually fulfilling for him and probably contributes to him letting duke go in the end kind of thing but yeah they, you know this this horrific like sting operation that just ends in nobody getting what they want uh jack gets away with duke i guess mosley does have serrano well, mosley
0: is happy because like they've managed to get him on the conspiracy like the, if they find the discs on serrano then they have done their job because serrano has taken
1: yeah and they've got him on all these other charges like they suggested of like you know bringing the guns conspiracy to commit murder and, uh, again and all this stuff when
0: this movie manages to pivot into like other genres briefly like the moment where, the FBI is unwilling to go move in on this, because they don't know whether or not Serrano has taken the discs, and, and yeah. like,
1: so Dwarfler like, disables the wiretap. Yeah, exactly.
0: And, well, to yeah. disabling, disabling the wiretap, and like, Walsh is walking there going, like, he's got the discs, he's got the discs, he's got the disc, and then he's just like, he can see the guys coming towards them with guns, and it's just like, I'm just gonna yell it, I'm just gonna yell that he's yeah. got discs, and like, just get...
1: just hope them. they don't shoot me in public, and that the FBI will cover me and stuff, but...
0: Genuinely, like, nicely tense, and all the rest, like, yeah. that, I think that's what makes it so enjoyable. The movie is fundamentally a bully comedy, comedy, but like it's got that emotional heart. It can pivot into being actually dramatic. It just works on all of those, those different levels. Yeah, um, And then to
1: just have it quietly, like, Jack lets Duke go, but he needs to know he could have gotten him there in time. And then he is obviously rewarded by life. You know, the karma of being handed the 300 grand. And when he's and... calling him back, he's like, come here, come here. <laughs> This better be good, you fuck. And I was like, yeah, it's 300 grand. Oh, okay, cool. It's like, it's not a bribe because you already let me go. Because, yeah, importantly, Jack turns down a million from the mob. Yep. He turns down whatever... Duke offers him at various points. Like, you know, all of this. And he just needs to know he could have done his job. Like, he gets him there and he's like, I think he had like 25 minutes to spare and he's at LA airport or whatever and he's like, yeah, yeah I could have made it. I did $1,000 bills he? were a thing by the way. <laughs> could he have made it? Wow. He's I'm just, I'm just LA traffic's it. notoriously bad. Yeah, but maybe
0: maybe pants is near the airport. I don't fucking know. Dollar bill denominations, let's find out.
1: I mean, I, I guess I know they exist but like, I don't think I'd ever seen one before.
0: So, they, you, they currently do one two, five, ten, twenty, fifty, and one hundred. They no longer issue 500, 1, 000, five
1: hundred, one thousand, five thousand, or ten thousand dollar bills. Ten thousand dollar bill? Yeah. Who the fuck was that for? Uh, Mr.
0: Burns? Excuse <laughs> Exclusively for movies, I have to assume. I want a movie now today to go like I remember when we used to do like this stuff with yeah. briefcases and we could fit like so much more money into
1: Yeah, you could bring like a million dollars and like a like a like a wallet almost with ten thousand dollars. And now and now it's three briefcases
0: just for a million dollars? What is this? I love Conflation. every
1: time they do those jokes of like they want to fill our briefcase with money, and they realise it takes a lot more than they need, so they have to turn <laughs> it into dollars or something, but
0: yeah. The $100,000 bill was only available between 1934
1: and 1935. Uh-huh, and um, what happened shortly before
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this was a contributing factor, not it? So it has Woodrow Wilson on it. Everyone's favorite. Everyone's favourite president.
1: president. Yeah. Right, that's a lot.
0: I do just want to run through some people who were considered for the Charles Grodin role, because obviously Charles Grodin is not a box office draw. As no. you said, Like he is someone who most people knew for being the dad in Beethoven.
1: Isn't that after this?
0: It is after this, but yeah, the, obviously but... at this point, yeah, like this is four years later, he's the dad in Beethoven.
1: But Robin Williams he is, also, is the big He is one, also I mean. in
0: Clifford. Have you seen Clifford? No. Oh, Matt, you need to watch Clifford.
1: The Big Red Dog?
0: No. Oh. Clifford is a slapstick comedy movie starring Martin Short... Um, oh Right, okay, but Martin Short Playing a ten-year-old boy oh. And Charles Grodin plays His uncle, who is taking care of Clifford And basically Clifford is like a demon Child, who If you don't do what he wants you to do He will destroy your life it is an intensely weird movie because again, does
1: sound good, but <laughs> it's weird. I guess I'll it trust you,
0: but... I'm not recommending it as like this is like okay. one of the great comedies of the of the just 90s. You need to um, have experienced it. Just yeah, like it has probably the greatest fake theme park ever made for a movie though.
1: Oh, God, okay.
0: It's intensely bizarre. I would, not going to say recommend it, but, like, it's it's got Charles Groden in it, and yeah. I, I'm a fan of Charles Groden. But, yeah, Charles Groden, like, obviously, like, he starred in, like, Heartbreak Kid in 1972, and then it really is just kind of, like, sporadic roles. But, like, when he's on, he's fucking
1: great. It's a Muppets movie, right? Yep. I'm he sure returned he's... to acting with, like, Louis. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I will never get to those scenes in Louis. And, like, I liked Louis, but, like, I will simply never watch it now
0: probably the biggest casualty of like of all the things that i genuinely think have like actually changed the way that television is made and works and stuff like that like you see the dna of Louis in like atlanta and all these other different things and it's like this is tainted like this actual yeah. huge piece of like seismic change to the way that television is is thought about and made is just completely tainted forever because of yeah some guy couldn't literally keep it in his pants.
1: Depressed Seinfeld, basically. That's, yeah. that's what he was uh, going for.
0: Yeah. So Some people who were considered for Charles Grodin because he wasn't a box office star originally wanted Cher, but they were worried that it would basically overpower the movie because it would basically just be like, when are these two gonna fuck? Which, I don't think it's a worse version of this movie, but it's definitely a very, very different, different version of this movie. They wanted a bit comedy star, and they wanted Robin Williams. I think Robin Williams would have been too high energy at this that's point. That's what I mean. Movie.
1: I think so many people would have played Duke as more over, like I said, like Donkey from Shrek, like overtly annoying. And I think Grodin almost tastefully chipping away at him over the course of an hour and a half is so much more entertaining
0: yeah and then obviously Bruce Willis was the other one who was kind of like mentioned as a possible co-star but I don't know if that is for the Groden role or whether or not mm. that would have been like would he have played like Ashton or would he have played one of those other guys
1: Mosley
0: maybe uh, maybe I mean but that thing is like it, it, it's an rival inter-
1: bounty hunter or... yeah
0: it's an interesting one to kind of like think about in terms of it Joe Pants Rules with singing with hair <laughs>
1: always uh,
0: yeah and that has been Midnight Run uh, and also our discussion about the the failures of the American
1: if yeah that's just, probably what's taken up on lot of it but it's important that americans know you live in hell and i say that living in like upper hell
0: currently the uk are like speed running how to become like a failed democracy like we're doing a spectacular job at it but like we have a glimmer of hope in that in that our ruling party have like fucked up so badly that i think it's impossible for them
1: you say that my local area a fucking tory one and i'm like this is Cambridge. Like, this is supposed to be a place full of fucking art students. Yeah, but and none
0: and... of them, none of them register to vote when they move there, do they? They I all know, vote in their like parents' demographic, or they're all like exchange student, or not exchange. But students. like, they're all like foreign students. Yeah, but like the Tories have like never money.
1: had a look in in Cambridge. It's always either Labour or the, oh, the fucking Lib Dems, which is just. Anyway.
0: Yeah, so if we're making our last stop in 1988 next week with a movie which oh. I can only say uh, blame Matthew.
1: <laughs> Look, Julia Roberts was a huge star of the 90s, so I had to get her into the late 80s. Okay?
0: Every every year, Matthew supplies me with a movie which I'm like, yeah, a solid three stars. It's always the bottom <laughs> movie on the list.
1: Yeah. I mean, to that's be fair, you generally supply me with one I actively despise. Yeah, so. yeah, that
0: is that is the normal trend. Is Matt gives me one where I'm like, yeah, this is like soft,
1: oh, very okay. okay. Yeah,
0: and then, it's no, nice that you like it. There's one that Matt comes in and, Matt comes in and goes like, I had the most unpleasant time with this movie. <laughs> Why do I let you have such free reign with these lists when I don't Look, know what to Look, I do? don't
1: feel good about the pick, okay? I I tried to make it not the pick, but we really, for some reason, we got 24 locked in, and then it was this awkwardly polite, no, you picked the last one, no, you picked the last one, and then... It's Mystic Pizza. <laughs> okay?
0: I to discuss Vincent D'Onofrio.
1: Yeah, and that's the part where I'm like, is this the bit? I did this purely so that we could talk about D'Onofrio on this podcast once. And I'm going to say that is the bit. I did this for D'Onofrio. <laughs> I will watch Men in Black, and we can discuss. <laughs> Men in Black was on the nineties list at one point.
0: It was. We didn't get to talk about. We did get a talk about D'Onofrio very briefly in Hawkeye for his like one episode. I've also now watched Strange Days fairly recently, and and Full Metal Jacket fairly recently. Mm-hmm. So I'm like armed oh, with this him This is doing my rifle.
1: Well. There are many like it, but this one is mine.
0: I also kind of will watch Inventions in Babysitting because I came up the black <laughs> episode on Full Metal Jacket, and the idea that Vincent D'Onofrio played four in that movie and the same the same year that he. played played Pyle is well, he didn't obviously play Thor but like one yeah, of the characters yeah, yeah. then thinks he looks like Thor and it's like boy Vincent D'Onofrio has got like an insane body type where he can be mm-hmm. he's such an imposing figure and he can fluctuate between being looking kind of like overweight and then also being like the most built yeah. strong person he's you've ever seen
1: a... you can play it for laughs or you can play it for terror <laughs> yes exactly, exactly. Um, uh,
0: yeah we're doing Mr. Pizza
1: I kind of for like 22 weeks i've been assuming that you wouldn't have to say that sentence that we would come through with the last minute change but here we are we're doing mystic pizza maybe mistakes have been made but we're probably gonna have fun with it so leave us alone get your own podcast
0: it could have been worse we could have been discussing all the kind of like the bizarre midnight run sequels that exist yeah, that I don't gather. feature any of the actors yeah. that actually want to be in it they're actively pursuing making a midnight run too
1: also, Yafet Koto reprised the role of Alonzo Mosley in a Larry the Cable Guy led comedy movie called Witless Protection. That's witless protection. <sighs> we didn't need to do that entire rant about how fucked America is. That Larry the Cable Guy became a star <laughs> is a damning indictment more than any other. Anyway Larry
0: the Cable Guy oh is the lead of a Pixar movie. Is he? Cast two. Oh god. What Um, if Larry the Cable Guy became James Bond?
1: uh, the David Cross Larry the Cable Guy beef. Dark chapter in the internet's history.
0: (laughs) Anyway, right, let's wrap this up. We are it's eleven AM. I need to go. I'm punishing
1: you for this at this point.
0: Matthew. Yes. I have a question for you. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Will there be movies? Okay, so here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna give me twenty minutes of a movie now. I will then promise you a movie next week. However, if the movie doesn't show up, then you know I'll, I'll have to go and hunt it down across. I,
0: I, I would rather just a pizza, to be honest.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I can I can promise you a pizza. Great. Thank you. Okay. Cool. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>